Hello, friends. Welcome to the Lead More Podcast. I'm your host, John T. Meyer. Now, the Lead More Podcast is the show where we sit down with leaders of today to help inspire and hopefully create more leaders for tomorrow. And when we talk about leaders of tomorrow, that was definitely this episode. We bring back former Lead More guest, Bridget Bloaty. Bridget is the CEO and co-founder of Fomeno. If you remember, last April, she was on the show. They had just won this big national Holt Prize competition, $100,000. She and her friends, her co-founders, she was getting ready to, to finish school early and start Fomeno. And now, a year later, we bring Bridget back to learn about where's the company, how have you grown as a leader? Give us a status update of what's going on. I love my conversations with Bridget. I think she's a leader of today, but when you talk to her, you will hear, when you listen to her, why she is a leader of tomorrow. Bridget is honest, she's transparent, she's full of life and optimism, and I just really enjoy our conversations. One of my main goals with this show was not always to bring you know, the gray-haired leaders or the people who are retired and now looking back and talking about their stories in hindsight or or their memories and reflecting, but also leaders in the moment, truly growing, learning, failing, improving. And Bridget is definitely one of these examples. It's been fun to watch almost in real time as she's building this company. And so you get kind of a snapshot to where they were last year and where they are now. And then I'll also, I asked Bridget, if you come back next April, 2023, what do you think it looks like then? So you'll hear all that and more with Bridget Bloaty, and I know you're going to love the conversation. So let's go take a listen. All right. Welcome back to the show. One of our most popular guests, Bridget Bloaty. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Thanks, John. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for coming back. I was excited when I learned. I Googled quick. I was like, when did, when was that? Because of course, time these days is, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know what it is. It's so hard <laughs> to understand when it was. And it was April of 20. 21, and here you are, April 2022, one year later. So mm-hmm. welcome back. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. And we were just talking before we hit record. You just finished a, uh, I guess we'll call it like a workcation, mm-hmm. would you call it? Or that's, what would a, you that's a good title for it. Yeah, I like it. Well, tell us about that. Yeah. So um, the roommates that I'm currently living with and I, we found these super cheap tickets back in September to Spain. And I was telling my co-founder, Ashlyn, about it. Um, there's three of us, but she's one of them. I was telling her about it. She's living at home post-college, too. Um, she was looking for just a little bit of an exciting change-up. Yeah. Um, so she kind of jumped on board with this trip, and we turned it into a, okay, we'll go with my roommates for the first week or so, but then we'll branch off and really take on this technical nomad lifestyle, if yeah. you will, and just kind of experiment, see how it works. Um, but yeah, we went through Spain and Portugal, hopping from Airbnbs and hostels. and Cool. Yeah, it was a really fun experience, for sure. Because to update listeners, if they listened last time, you finished college early to continue to work on your startup. Correct. Yep. So graduated in three years instead mm-hmm. of four. Um, quit. You were on the track team at USD, uh, very involved, and now... 12 months later, you're grinding as a startup CEO. Correct. How are you feeling? <laughs> I, I'm feeling we're we're doing good. More excited than tired, hopefully. Yeah, it's <laughs> definitely a balance of both, I would say. Um, whenever people ask me, how's Fomeno doing or how are how's the startup? Um, give me an update. I always kind of struggle to find the words to use appropriately to describe what I'm feeling because I feel like I, I feel everything from Depends the really the lows. Exactly, to the highs. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So kind of 
the word I keep using is, well, I'm learning. I'm learning so much. Yeah. I'm just experiencing everything that the startup world has to offer. And whether that be the good, the bad, the ugly, yeah. you know? Well, I think that's why you were, um, I enjoyed having you last time. You were so just like sort of brutally honest <laughs> and like a breath of fresh air. And and so do you find that? Because I remember those questions as a founder, you kind of get the same questions mm-hmm. all, always from the over and over from different people. So like, yeah. What do you say when I say, how's Fomento going? Yeah, it's really- How honest are you? I Okay, this question I have really struggled with. Um, I've noticed that when people ask me, how's Fomento going? I take about three to five seconds without even realizing it to pause and think, who am I talking to right now? Sure. Like, I, I honestly subconsciously profile the people that I'm speaking to when they ask me this question. Like, are you- um, are you a shark? Like, are you an investor? Are you someone who I need to pitch this to? Because I can show that face. Like I can't, I can stand up and do that. Um, are you someone that is, um, like my grandma who is very supportive, Cheerleader, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like you just want to know how I'm doing. So I can tell you some of the, you know, hardships, but also a lot of like the sunshiny parts of it. Um, more of a well-rounded answer. Or are you like my really close, friends, my boyfriend, my, my parents who I can be brutally honest and just like cry to about how it's really hard. So I kind of profile these people when they're asking and generally they fall more towards my grandma or sometimes the sharks, but like, you know, it's, you have, I feel like I have to kind of figure out who's asking and why they want to know. Yeah. That's a really good answer. And I think it's shown as a CEO that you've learned how like all of your communications externally and internally, like they matter, right? And then mm-hmm. each, you're always sort of either, um, yeah, pitching, cheering, supporting, yeah, commiserating, <laughs> like yeah. all of those answers. Right. Uh, and now that you're already, you just told me about up to eight people. Yep. And some contractors and yes. freelancers as well. Like you have a lot of stakeholders to sort of maintain those various relationships with. Right. So, um, so give us just like an update in terms of, uh, we'll just do like the 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 X's and O's of where the company For is. Sure. So, cause you, cause you guys were unique in that you came off of that big, um, Holt prize competition. Yeah. And then it was almost like, okay, now our idea is legitimate, but we got to go build it. Mm-hmm. So tell us where you're at. Right. So we have been in this building phase for a long time. It's really interesting because the Holt Prize, um, for those who are unaware, it's um, a global business competition for young entrepreneurs. Yep. It takes place in 121 countries on like 2000 college campuses. And you were in Boston so, like the week of COVID. Yes, we were in Boston the week of COVID. We ended up winning the U.S. round. So we were taken to this pool of about 30 startups from across the world. Um, yeah, we were representing the U.S., which was such an honor and just a really fun experience. Totally. Both culturally and, um, yeah. Because then you kind of had a cohort virtually. Right. We had yeah. a cohort virtually. And that's when we kind of pitched for this grand prize. Um, because of COVID, it was originally supposed to be a million dollars. They cut it down to 10 teams receiving $100,000. So yep. we were a recipient of that funding. Cool. Um, so it went from this really high moment. Um of winning something like that with so much adrenaline and energy. And then it went into, that's when I last spoke with you. And then it went into this year of just hard hustle, actually trying to live up to the, that award that we won. Yeah. And so you you started with such a high. Exactly. And we've been pitching and pitching and pitching this business over and over. And we have slide decks and screens of the app that are so real that it was just hard when the app itself and the product wasn't yet real. Yeah. Um, so that was something that, 
yeah, I mean, it's it's great to have a motivator and something to look at and be like, this is what we are. We're just working to that. But it's also exhausting sometimes to not be able to use this product and not be able to market really anything. I don't know. It was, yeah. It's been an interesting growing it's year. It's like this dual universes where the pitch deck, it's so clear in your yeah. head of what it's going to be, mm-hmm. but it isn't actually that yet. Exactly. The vision is so clear, but I'm holding this product in my hands that's just like code. Like and a I, glitchy, yeah, buggy app. Exactly. Yeah. So that's been an interesting thing to kind of process and sit with. So I know you got that money, but you also raised money. So right. you did pitch successfully. We did. And um, where, yeah, what, what's that look like in terms of where you're using that now? Right. So, yep, we pitched to the Falls Angels Fund um, last summer. So in 2021, mm-hmm. I think it was June or July. And we ended up raising 150000 from that, which was such a blessing because um, the whole prize funding, even though we won it, they give it out in milestones. Uh-huh. And um, they had kind of a change of direction and leadership this past year. So we would be really, really hurting right now if it weren't for that fund because the money just didn't come to us automatically like sure. it did the fund. Yeah. So like especially now that I'm living um, – I need to pay for rent and food. My co-founders do too. You know, like those are expenses that along with all of our building costs and our development costs and our employee costs, things like that, um, that we really just need some upfront cash for. Yep. And now you're on the precipice of having a live app or how close are we? Yeah, we're getting really close. I feel like I say that all the time, but really in my heart now, I know it's, we're there, we're there. Um, But yeah, we have about three features that we've really been trying to refine recently and we're getting we're about 80 percent on almost all three of those features and then we're ready to deploy so whether that be the most beautiful um amazing (laughs) product i highly doubt but it's going to be workable yep and that's all i'm really asking for right now and then who's the first sort of type of user customer you need to go after because you're building like a marketplace we are which is difficult yeah yep so we have our thrift shop partners that are selling inventory we have our um, fashion influencers who are showcasing their styles. Mm-hmm. And then we have us who are trying to kind of show you how to thrift styles of what these fashion influencers are wearing. Um, so, And then the cons- that's like the, the consumer then correct. who would be buying these yeah, things. Then yeah, then we have the buyer. So, yeah. yeah, it's been really interesting. And I think that's why tech has also been such a long road is we're not just building one feature, but it's a marketplace. So mm-hmm. there's like three or four features with three or four different technical customers we have a lot of different people who are paying this, that, and the other person. And it's just been interesting trying to organize all that. Yeah. But technically, our, our target customers are millennial and Gen Zs. So yeah. um, very much so, we're trying to – we have a certain amount of influencers on, on board right now. We call them Fomento Fashion Influencers. <laughs> kind of funny. Um, but they have a total of 500,000 followers. Um, oh, good. Yeah, so it's pretty much who they're able to reach right now. Sure. Um, so, yeah, we're showcasing their photos on our app, tagging their Instagram handles, TikTok handles, whatever, so they get some clout. Cool. And then in return, they say, oh, go shop my secondhand style on this app, Fomento. So pretty much everyone who reaches their following base is our current first cool. customer. And do they get rewarded for that? Is it like a, they get commissioned to put push people there? Or? Right, so we... Um, in the future, our goal is to be able to track every transaction and see what photo it originated from. Mm. So they can make almost a cost per transaction as well. Yeah. Um, but for the first half, they honestly just bought into our mission cool. and said, yeah, let's do this. Um, and in the future, though, we'll pay them for like actual marketing collabs. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I think it's rare where you get to uh, usually, you know, you have a guest on a, a, t- a podcast I listen to who are like usually kind of 
pontificating or looking back at like kind of re- reflecting on mm-hmm. the process of building their company or organization. And that often I'm guilty of this tends to be sort of rose colored, right? You don't remember all the, so it's been fun to have you come back now. Cause you're like in the middle of it. Yeah. So what have you learned about, let's talk about co-founders. And so three of you, you guys aren't writing code. You have a team doing that. So mm-hmm. how have the three of you sort of divided and conquered tasks yeah. over the last year? <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, it's very funny to see how last year, I don't know if it was on the air or off, but you were asking me about co-founder dynamics, everything like that. And my answers were kind of unclear, mm-hmm. whereas now we're still unclear. We're a startup, but it's very direct. Like Peyton, partnerships. Okay. She gets us these thrift shop partners like nobody's business. Okay. If she can land the call, they will be a partner, period, awesome. which I love that about her. Um, and then Ashlyn is design. Like we went through a whole new rebranding. She did all of that. Um, she does everything that deals with our influencers and that marketing. So she's more design and marketing, I should okay. say. And then my role is I oversee all of our tech development. Okay. Um, pretty much we have, we're managing um, an outsource development team of six, but I have to kind of communicate to each of them differently. Sure. Um, and then we have a couple additional outsource developers um, they're ranging all across the world yeah. and yeah. So I, I deal with everything that comes to de- like developing the product, even mm-hmm. though I'm not a developer myself, yep, yep. um, just spent a lot User of time on YouTube, and- you know, learning the words I need to know, mm-hmm. understanding the concept I need to know, and then just going with it. Yeah, totally. And how about, um, so then when the three of you guys need to come together to say, mm-hmm. make a a company decision or a big a business decision, right. how you learn and that, how that plays out. Oh, it's so interesting. I, I feel like every time we, sometimes we need to remind ourselves what our mission is. And we are really trying to find close new homes. Mm-hmm. You know, we're really, that is our mission. And sometimes I think it's so easy, especially that. in the startup phase to get really distracted by, but like, what if we did this and this will help me make, you know, some revenue right now. Or what if we did this? What if we did this? But it, that's not, in line with our mission. Like we're not going to go out and make t-shirts with brand new clothes to promote Fomeno or sell all these trinkets because that's not who we are. Like yeah. we're trying to find yep. used clothes, secondhand homes or new homes. So it, it's just really funny how we throw out ideas, but it's always, okay, well, does that go with our mission? If the answer is no, let's, let's chat about why not. And you know, go from there. Yeah. So I think a lot of our conversations ultimately end in us talking about what is the mission of this company, cool. especially if this early phase is, because it's easy to get distracted. Yeah. And your, that's your role is to like protect that mm-hmm. against anything else, right? This is the mission. Yeah. That's my baby. We had, we had a conversation on Monday that dealt with, you know, a couple different topics and I felt like I was a broken record. Like what, what is our mission? Like, let's bring it back to our focus of protecting our home planet and finding these closed new homes. Yep. So, I mean, it's, it is fun because we have this foundation of friendship. So we love each other no matter what. And no conversation is too difficult to break our connection with each other and this foundation of teamwork. That's great. So I, I'm really grateful for that part yeah, of our keep team. Keep that, protect that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, it's funny. I hadn't even thought about this, but just last week I learned the concept of fast fashion. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know what that was. Yeah. Um, and so when you talk about finding closed new homes, like I feel like that really roots in a, in a nice contrast to this kind of controversial style of fashion, which mm-hmm. is just like produce a bunch of clothes, throw them out. If people use them, if not, we'll go to the next season. You know, they're, they're going to be very low cost. Correct. Um, 
where you guys are a nice like parallel to, or like a con- contrast to that. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. And also what we're trying to do with these fashion influencers is it's so easy to go on Instagram, TikTok, whatever it may be, and see someone styling something that you like and you say, oh, I want to buy that. They have an affiliate link right there. Boom, done. Like that's so easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're trying to play on that ease as well, but just purely secondhand. We, we want to prevent people from just making these quick purchases for clothes that these giant companies are reeling out like by the second. Yeah. So if we can find you the same ease, but maybe with a secondhand version, um, we're yeah, creating Yeah, because sweater is out there. You just have to find right. it. And, and that's pain. how you guys, yeah. that's your guys' job is to find it. Yep. So yeah. we're really trying to make thrifting simple. Cool. Do, um, so how do you think you've grown as a leader in, in the last 12 months you added? I think at last time we spoke, it was maybe you were just about ready to add your first employee, but mm-hmm. it was the three of you plus maybe an employee. So now you told me you have eight plus this development team. Like how have you had to grow over the last year? Oh, Wow. You know, when you asked me to come back on this podcast, I didn't respond to for a while because <laughs> I was like, uh, I do not feel like I am qualified to be talking about leadership right now. Um, but I feel as though I have definitely grown as an individual for sure. And I, I'm sure it's touched on leadership qualities that I've grown in. But um, I've learned that I have to be comfortable doing tasks that I don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, is my whole job within this company is spearheading tech? Is that something I wanted to do? No. Is that something I was qualified to do? No. Like, I, But that's my number one job. And I know that the ship's not going to keep sailing forward unless I do it. And there's something crazy about it that, you know, I'm so passionate about the company and working with these people um, and the mission that we're doing that it's not so bad anymore. Like, sure. I actually love it. You've I get learned. up in the morning and I'm ready to start grinding. Um, and yeah, I, I love it because I know what it's becoming and what we're creating. And that's what I love. So, um, yeah, one thing I have learned is that I have to be okay doing things that I don't really necessarily like or yeah. know a lot about. I have to be willing to learn. I'm, I learn every single day. And if I don't learn something, I, I reflect on it every night. What have I learned today? And if I don't have at least three things, I know that I need to make up you for tomorrow. You feel disappointed. Yeah. yeah. Um, but honestly, it's pretty easy for me to come up with them because I am in a space that I don't have a huge foundational yeah. background in. Well, I think that's the um, the greater like why. I mean, you have the mission of, the, of Fomento, but just in your life journey, you'll look mm-hmm. back at how much you are learning right now, like the acceleration, the speed in which you're, it's like getting an MBA, yeah. you know, every day being mm-hmm. a CEO or starting a company. So great yeah. work there. Thank you. Um, that made me, you you mentioned uh, the idea of doing things that like you don't want to do. So, you know, you were a college athlete, so I'm sure you had to get up and train and, yep. and practice. And so you clearly shown you're willing to like put in the hard work. Um, how do you get, your team members or followers to sort of like, I guess the, the organization to mm-hmm. do things maybe, maybe they don't want to do. How do you kind of bring people back toward that, that mission? Um, it's really interesting. Cause when, now that you asked that, um, I feel like we looked at each other and really tried to figure out what gifts we have to offer the company. Um, we looked at then in turn, the needs of the company and, um, what it needed from us, and we just divided and conquered appropriately. Hmm. I, I think sometimes our gifts are not necessarily things that we one recognize, and two, um, 
want to do from the start. Like my gift, I think, is um, without tooting my own horn. No, um, go for I, it. I think it's I just yeah. like I. I love to learn and I love to embrace difficult things. I didn't know that about myself. I also, yeah, I I didn't know that about myself. I also really like organizing um, people and tasks. So was I the person to do this tech thing? Yes. Even though from the surface level, I didn't really see that. Ashlyn, no design background. She's so aesthetic. She will pick into the little details of everything. We go to a flower shop. She will sit in front of flowers and like (laughs) pick three flowers, but they will be the most beautiful ones that are the most aesthetically pleasing. Like she'll do it without even recognizing it. She's very much into the flow and the design and um, how things like look at the end yeah. um, and feel she's very big into all those things. So is she the person to do our design? Absolutely. Did yeah. she know Adobe? No, figure it out. Do you know how to use <laughs> Canva? No, figure it out. Like that's just what we have to do. Yeah. And the same with Peyton. I mean, she is such a hyper, a motivator, someone who really believes in people and these tiny little thrift shops need that. Sure. Um, does she want to get on zoom calls every day and try and sell something? No, but like she's in turn, changed her mentality towards it to be something that she does love, which is Mm -hmm. motivation and encouragement. So I I don't know. I think we're trying to, we're motivating each other by finding our gifts and then putting in them in the right places. And then coming back to, again, that mission, we all want to see full mental work. Mm -hmm. We all believe in the mission of what it's doing. And I think when we focus on that, we as a team can grow forward. Yeah. I I suspect you're also quite good at recognizing people's gifts. Cause I, I like that line that like, we have to figure out the gifts we can give to the company. But I think as a CEO, you have to like remind people of their gifts, which is just the way you described your, your co-founders. I can tell that you can do that. So what um, I'm curious, you, you know, you're now that you're in Sioux Falls, you're maybe like you're getting, you, you raised money here. So you're getting kind of plugged into the community or connected with other business leaders, founders, mentors. Um, I can tell you're probably a person who, you know, takes a lot of input or data or feedback. But I think one of the hardest things for me to learn as, as a founder was how to know when to use that and how mm-hmm. to know when to maybe like just ignore, like appreciate it, but I'm not going to use that right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause you can also spend your whole time just thinking about how to build a feature until you, you just got to eventually choose a direction and build it. Yeah. So like talk about feedback and how you sort of embraced mm-hmm. I think wow. people like to give opinions, especially on new startups. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure they're like telling you the way it should be built. Right. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, that's very true. Um, when I, so I had the opportunity in September to go to London for the whole prize. It was the newest cohort coming in hmm. and they took me in as a quote unquote expert because sure. from our last cohort, I got to just help coach these teams. Just hilarious. I had to wear this, um, lanyard around my neck that said expert to get into lunch and stuff. Oh, wow. Um, it was ridiculous. No, it was embarrassing. I was like, I am zero. I am not an expert. I'm just here to be a cheerleader and sure. share my experiences, but it did get me into the lunchroom. So I wore it when I needed to, but uh, it was really funny because we discussed this all the time. It was, you know, these students are jumping around from all these very successful business people. Um, And they're giving them topics and discussions and critiques and this, that, and the other thing about what they would do with their business. I mean, you're being coached every 30 minutes from a different person on their perspective. And business is so subjective, Mm -hmm. even with our branding. I think we could have gone with so many different colors and concepts, and it would be beautiful and articulate of what we're trying to do. Um, But you can't listen to everybody and their opinions because they're not 
a part of our team. Yeah. Even amongst our team, we have different thoughts and opinions on things. So um, it's been really interesting to navigate. One of the biggest things, though, that I've been really trying to use inside and outside of Fomento is when people are giving me advice, if I don't want my outcome to be similar to theirs, whether it be their lifestyle or um, their values or, you know, where they're at, I, I generally won't really consider the advice that they give me. I'll listen sure. and I'll evaluate, but am I going to take it? Honestly, probably not. Yeah. Um, so I, I have noticed that when it comes to advice and navigating what people have to say. Um, but also at the end of the day, yeah, it, it really is up to us. Mm-hmm. And I think that also comes with us just becoming more confident in what we're doing and our skills and our abilities to execute. Yeah. I agree hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's, you don't want to stick your head in the sand and ignore, you know, there's teams who just like build and build and build and never talk to customers or talk to users. Right. And then the flip side though, is it's really easy to get to analysis paralysis, right? Where mm-hmm. you just spend, because even in those 30 minute meetings, the next person can give you the exact opposite. Right. That's, that's what would happen. Yeah. Right. And we all, which is human nature, sort of paint uh, our own picture based on our own individual experience, yeah. right? So I would say, well, at Lemonly, we did this. Mm-hmm. So you should do that, right? Right. Like, well, maybe not. Yeah. It's a different time. It's a different company. Yeah. Um, you mentioned, so you're living in Sioux Falls. I think one of your roommates is a founder, a co-founder? Um, actually, no. She, okay. Ashlyn lives in Beersford. Oh, okay. But she did come on the trip with us. So. Gotcha. So you're living with friends. Yeah. But where I was headed with that question is how are you finding um, sort of like the work-life balance of being a startup mm. founder? Because you know, not to assume your schedule, but like you are not married, you don't have children, you could spend 24 hours a day on this. And I'm sure sometimes the fact that you raise money, you feel pressure that you should. Yeah. But how do you, how do you like maintain a a healthy lifestyle too? Um, I am working on that. (laughs) (laughs) In progress. Uh, It's in progress. Progress with a capital P because it started off pretty, pretty rough. Um, I'm going to be honest. I moved into this house and I didn't know how to balance. I just felt like I had to work 24-7, like yeah. you said. I would get up in the morning, um, and I would just start. I would not do anything to ground myself in the morning. I would just literally open up my laptop, start answering emails, start talking to our developers. And, I, yeah, the, my moods of the day were super, I found, um, based off of how Fomento was doing and my work was that day, which is not okay for me, I yeah. realized. Yeah. So, um, just a couple of things that I have taken into practice is one, the first thing I do when I get up is, um, I have to do something personal, you know? So I grab my coffee and I sit down and I, I'm a pretty spiritual person. So I'll mm-hmm. just pray and do my daily cool. meditation. Um, but then, then I can start, you know, with my emails and I have a routine of that, which I do, um, in terms of work. I also, have to take breaks like every about 90 minutes otherwise i get fatigued super distracted my productivity levels go way down so i'll either go on a walk or just do something around the house maybe i'll do some laundry it doesn't mm-hmm. have to be super fun but yeah. just something Mental different break, yeah. um and then yeah i i throughout the day at some point i really i i follow all your running challenges on instagram oh. i'm inspired <laughs> by you sometimes i'm like i have to go do it but i i mean i've I've been a runner for 10 years oh, of my yeah. life. I, I can't you not can't do that. Leave that part of your right. identity. Yeah. And the times that I say I don't have time for it are the days when I struggle. So mm-hmm. it's just a good breakup of my mental patterns and what I'm doing. Um, sometimes I try and get out of the house on days when I'm really struggling or feel cooped up. So I'll go to a local coffee shop or something and work mm-hmm. from there. 
Um, but yeah, I think the biggest thing other than my start of the day is my end of the day. Um, Mm. so I'll FaceTime people who are important, you know, family, friends, and, um, I close my laptop at a certain point. Um, I, after this trip, I'm trying to figure out what my bedtime is because it's kind <laughs> of dependent. Know what time it is. But I used to stay up until like three or four in the morning. I'm not even kidding you, working on stuff because oh, that's wow. when our developers are on. So more than 24 hours. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was not healthy, and I, I realized that. And then I'd sleep in in the morning, and you get ki- like a late start to working with my actual team. And um, my mind at night runs really wild, honestly, in terms of strategizing for Fomento. Um, I would be reading books before bed that deal with startup life and Mm -hmm. how I built this and all these things. And it would prevent me from also sleeping at night because I'm just laying there thinking about all the things I'm not doing or need to do tomorrow or whatever. So I had to give myself boundaries, honestly, um, about what isn't isn't okay in terms of work-life balance. So that's kind of a ramble, but it's a process. That's sort of what I maybe anticipated and and I can relate with like all the, every part of your story. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's important to share that on a podcast like this, just to recognize that like it isn't perfect every day. And and, and so you, tomorrow you try to do better, right? Like right. this idea of like daily perfection and like none of us are machines or robots. And, yeah. and I think it is, um, you do feel this sort of pull from your business to be in it all the time. Yeah. But you mentioned, yeah. Friendships, relationships, family, like huge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We try to balance, but really, it ends up being this sort of weird, like, how do we integrate the two? Like, I've heard the term, like, work-life integration, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm discovering a new, and I think these, whether it be travel or coming back, these new um, seasons of life, that's kind of what I'm going through, right? Yeah. Like, having an office and a team is, like, a forcing function. Mm-hmm. So, like, get to the office and start your day because other people are accountable to you. Yeah. And now I'm kind of, like, driving solo and finding new new routines. So. Yeah. You know, I will say though, I am a very big visual person. So mm-hmm. my planner is huge to me. Sure. Um, I, I feel like one of the biggest things I've gone through over the years is trying to find a planner that actually works okay. for me. Um, and I, I, in January, found this planner called a monk manual. And basically it helps you, it, it everything works in groups of threes. So um, like on a daily task, you have three really important, what are the most important things you have to do today? Okay. And prior to this, I think I would only put down work tasks. That's it. Mm. Um, but now it's like, okay, well, I need to call my grandma because I haven't talked to her in a long time and I just want to. So that was that was my number one thing today, sure. my most important task. Sure. You were on the task. Uh, and also I had honored. something uh, with a developer, but some days I'll find it's like prioritizing just my priorities have just become more clear mm. and they're not just work. Even though a big chunk of the time that I spend every day is on work, it doesn't need to be my number one priorities of the day. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, then I find myself, oh, I just spent an entire month with my priorities only being Fomento. And then I'm going to find myself with like a year. My only priorities were Fomento. Like, how are my relationships? Mm -hmm. Like, how is my play, quote unquote, doing? How is my like spiritual life? How is all these different things go kind of to the trash pail without even me realizing it? So. That's something I've been really loving recently. Also, there's these little questions. And I mean, you don't need this manual to do it. But it was like, what are three things that you're most grateful for every day? I have to wake up and write those down right from the get-go. I'm a big gratitude person. And Mm -hmm. it just keeps me in a good headspace. So um, that's really cool. Another question it always asks me is like, how am I going to give today? And that really is a a good call to action for me. And I realize it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but yeah, and there's a lot more ways that I've realized I've been able to give. So cool. just a That's lot great. of different, you know, yeah. questions that have helped me, um, especially with this work from home. I don't really have a lot of people to hold me accountable in person for my attitude or things like that. So I just kind of have to do it myself and just, yeah. Well, I think when you make that transition out of college to whether the college schedule and format is even the right one or not, I'm right. not sure, mm-hmm. but there were certain forcing functions that you had to get, had to show up to class, had to write the paper, yeah. do the test. And so now, you know, you kind of get to this adult life and it's sort of yeah. all up to you. Yeah. Throw in expectations of investors and yeah. your team and your startup. So let's end with, uh, if you were to come back on the lead more podcast, April, 2023, oh. what does, you know, you're pretty crystal clear on your vision, which I think is a good sign for the future to come, but what does it look like? Like how, you know, yeah, let's work backwards. Okay. What, what, 12 months from now? Well, I'll take this as an early invite, John. We'll see you in 2022. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's funny because I remember sitting here and you insinuated that maybe I would come on again next time before we were done. Are you? I think you said something like that. Um, and I remember thinking in my head immediately, oh, the app will be out by then. So we'll only talk sure. about like the glorious, beautiful things sure. of it. How successful it's been, whatever. Um, so it's funny. I'm sitting here and... That's definitely not the case. It's okay. Um, it's okay. But I would like to hope that that would be the case yeah, next yeah. year. Um, that might that'll be even the summer. You think? Yeah. Cool. I, well, we're hopeful of. Yeah. Sometimes I I hate to put down. I used to say, oh yeah, it'll be a few months. If, like yeah, next month, whatever. Yeah. Now I'm like, you know what? It'll come out when it comes out, and it'll be sure. great. But yes, I'm hopeful that we will have our product out. Um, so that I think will completely shift. Like you, you mentioned these phases of life. Well, I think there are phases of life in a company too. We're going to go from that building phase to that, um, launch phase to that post launch phase where now we're in a marketing phase. And how do you tell every, the whole world about you? Right. Yeah. Um, are we able to tell the whole world about us? Do we have enough inventory to do so? You know, it's, it's very interesting. So I'm really looking forward to that phase just because we've been in a building phase for what seems like years, partially because this idea came to fruition when I was going into my sophomore sophomore year of college, and now I'm in the real world. Yeah, maybe so, I don't know what the real world. So really, is, it's but like yeah. a, you're 24 months yeah. into this idea. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for that to be here, and also I think it's it's so funny. I um, I wonder what our team's gonna look like. I know it'll be good, but I'm just curious, <laughs> you know? Um, or yeah. It's very interesting. I'm excited to see what happens. It'll but. probably be very different. And that's not even scratching the surface on will you, you know, pivot or adjust right. or does the idea change when you, when customers start using it and, and yeah. you know. Mm, that's a very insightful question. I don't know. Your mission can still be the same, but how you get there might be different. Yeah. Too. The so. articulation of that mission and the creativity in which we choose to express it may look way different than I, what I see right now. But yeah, I... I know that mission will still be there. Well, I think I asked you this last time too, but this certainly I'm sure has changed in 12 months. Uh, if someone's listening to this, how can they help Fomeno as mm-hmm. you are thinking about getting it ready for that launch phase and then whatever comes after post-launch? Yeah, I think um, joining our, this is an easy actionable, but if you go to thriftfomeno.com, there's our early launch um, pop-up that'll come up about 10 seconds after you're on sure. our website. Um, if you join that, that would be super awesome because you'll, you'll technically get an email right when we roll out the app and with any technical first 
becoming product is probably yep. going to be a little rough. Somebody so said. you're going to be a really loving member of the Full Metal <laughs> family because you're going to see us at probably our uh, worst. Um, or, you know. Like give the feedback, right? Yeah, I would love the feedback. That's why. So if you, something you could do is join that and um, give us feedback when it comes out because. So they'll be the first to get it. Right. Yep. And we kind of talked about navigating feedback, but this is feedback I would be so intrigued to hear. And I think it really would help us as a company grow forward. So that would be incredible. Cool. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Well, Bridget, thanks for coming back. I know that uh, it's been a long journey and I'm still very excited to follow along. So good luck. Thank you, John. All right, friends. That was our conversation with Bridget Belodi, CEO and co-founder of Fomento. Thanks, Bridget, for coming back on the show and sharing your thoughts and your energy and your vision can't wait to follow along. Remember, we drop new episodes of the Lead More podcast every other Thursday. You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can subscribe on Apple. You can follow on Spotify. We encourage you to do both or really just one. You don't need to do both. Pick one of those and tell your friends about the show. We'd love to have you listen, subscribe, and tell others. So until then, take care and be well.